I'm Selena Sage, and Live Free is for our collective liberation. Namaste and welcome. Today I'd like to share a story that I actually wrote. I wrote it last January 2021. And I think of it as a story of contentment. Lamenting the loss of her house, she drove down the street. Her car, her new home, was filled with her most treasured possessions. But these things sparked no joy. As she drove, she was consumed by feelings of loss and lack. During the first week in this new life, she learned the safe places to park at night and began working out at her gym when it opened so that she could shower and change before going to work. No one knew except an employee in the staff cafeteria who once saw her taking day-old bread from the dumpster. Every dollar had to be saved for her car payment, gas, and gym membership, so she had to do what she could to survive. She'd meant to tell him that the the bread was for birds, but the lie was lost in the panic, and the sympathy in his eyes said he'd known hunger, too. In the silence, he'd only nodded before helping her to load the bread into her car. Every day after that, he discreetly left enough food for a full day in a takeaway box hidden inside a clear trash bag next to the dumpster. Each time she saw the bag, her heart leapt up to her throat and blocked all words. She hoped he could see the gratitude in her eyes, and she was saving 50 cents a week in the hopes that she could one day buy a gift worthy of thanking him for saving her life. But as she drove to work that day, the meager savings hidden beneath her seat felt silly and terribly inadequate. Her car was dirty, the quilts covering her things were showing wear, and the safety pin holding together her loose-fitting pants were sticking her in the back. She mentally planned to work out less to avoid having to buy new clothes. Her shower solution was making her too fit. Feeling exasperated and overwhelmed, she turned onto a side street to avoid traffic. As she looked ahead, she saw that the street led to a city park she'd never seen before. Immediately, she began to look for future safe, permit-free places to park. Mid-swivel, from a left-to-right sweeping glance, she saw someone sleeping under a tree wearing layers of dirty clothes, lying next to an old shopping cart that was covered with a tattered blanket, not unlike her quilts. Immediately, liquid heat filled her heart in a flash, and she shook as large tears splashed her cheeks 
like lightning, thunder, and rain happening all at once. She pulled her car to a curb as fire raged through her stomach and wrecking sobs bent her body forward. She cried at her own selfishness. She cried for the fate of the stranger underneath the tree. She cried in gratitude for all that she had. When the tears ran out, she watched the stranger sleep with silent thanks. As she drove away, she made plans to use old newspaper from the break room to wash her dirty windows. She would splurge for a small sewing kit to mend her blankets and clothes. Thankful for the blessing of her car, she recognized how it protected her from the elements and enabled her to move around. She was filled with joy for the blessing of her affordable gym, which kept her healthy and clean. The love in her heart boiled over with gratitude for her guardian angel in the cafeteria who kept her from starving. The homeless stranger had shown her that she had so much to be thankful for. And as she drove to work, she made plans to keep some of the donated food to bring back to the tree later. Her angel always gave her too much food anyway. She could share it. As the plans formed, a weight lifted and a smile began to form. But just before the edges fully curved, she stopped at a red light that was situated just above a guard post at a gated community. Beyond the gates, immaculate mansions were surrounded by perfectly manicured lawns. She visualized warm and welcoming interiors designed by professionals and appointed with the finest furnishings and fixtures. She envisioned a master suite with a massive mattress covered with plush premium pillows. And as she imagined, she felt the pain in her back from all of the nights spent sleeping across the center console of the car to stay out of sight. When she looked around the cramped quarters of the car, she became overwhelmed by the smell of the musty interior funky from the stink of unwashed gym clothes. All at once, she bemoaned her tragic fate in life, now forced to eat old food that had been discarded by others. As the light turned green, an arrow lit up, and she was depressed that she was forced to turn left, away from the gates she would never be able to enter. At the same time, a woman woke up under a tree. She smiled as she stretched, grateful for the shade of the beautiful tree and the soft, warm earth. The sweet smell of citrus filled her nose, and she used the rays of sun streaming through the leaves to look around at the beautiful nature surrounding her. Then she picked a fallen orange and happily began to peel. (laughs) 
You know, I wrote the story long before I had the idea to buy a car and go on a 10-month road trip. (laughs) And I can tell you that during that road trip, sometimes the story would come to mind. I was thankful that I had friends and family and hotels to always stay at during the road trip. But there were times when I took a nap on the side of the road, when I acquired more things on my on my journey and used a blanket to cover, you know, the bicycle that I purchased or other you know, other things that were now on like the lower part of the back seat as an SUV. And I thought about this. You know, I had this blanket, just like I'd written about in the story. And this story to me is is a reflection of the difference between comparison and contentment. But I think that while it's a story, it felt to me to be a reflection of the reality of some and I think that, um, actually, no, it's a reflection of all of us. (laughs) I think that we all go through times where we are consumed by feelings of, of lack, things that we wish we had. It's a natural part of the human condition. To overcome this is to be a true sage. (laughs) But, but generally there are things that maybe we feel we wish we had. And when we see someone who has that thing or place or person or whatever that we wish we had, there can be a feeling of, of envy, of wishing to be in that position, of seeing how not having that thing, place or person is contributing to some perceived unhappiness in our life. And so if that is the energy that we're living in, that feeling of lack, that feeling of not enoughness, a depression and unhappiness can set in. We imagine that if only we had that thing, we would be happy. And then it might happen that we come across someone or someplace that has far less than we do. They're somehow living in a state of maybe even joy with less than what we have. And then we're struck to to question why we're unhappy with all that we have. And immediately that can shift to a feeling of gratefulness that we have all of these things that we neglected to notice before. But again, we can run into a person with much more and feel that depression again. Comparison is inherently unstable. There will be, there will always be people with more and there will always be people with less. That is the nature of life. And so if you change your emotions based on what you think you have in comparison to others, 
you will be on a roller coaster because you might find the happiness and gratitude when you see those with less. And then you might feel again depression with those who you perceive to have more. This is always relative and it's only based on the factor that we are focusing on. So it might be in the material world, could be money or things. And if we feel that someone has more than we do, we imagine the security we might have if we we had that too. But we have no idea that maybe that person, what they always wished for was a child that maybe we have been blessed to have. And they're potentially looking at you know, us and our healthy child with, with longing. It doesn't matter what it is. This feeling is inherently unstable. It can drive you crazy. <laughs> and so what, I, what I'd hope to capture in this story is, is a few things. And I, I encourage you to com- contemplate it on your own. You might come up with other things. But the first is just that when we take a moment to truly appreciate everything that we have without even needing some comparison to do so, the energy of our lives, the energy of our beingness changes. When we sit in that gratitude, we, we find that we have more than what we need. The other element I was wanting to capture is that there are always those who help us along the way. The form of that help may look different, and I believe that people help us according to their ability to do so. So in the story, there was the kind, you know, stranger that worked in the cafeteria. But there are angels along our path who make a way for us when no way seemed clear. Kind strangers that may do something in support of us that we may never know about. We may not even realize that a stranger helped us. I was seeing this on on social media that a person had shared a letter that their mother had received from a music company when they were a child and playing the trumpet. And unbeknownst to this child, I guess the the mother was going through some hardship. And the owner of the music company kindly wrote a letter to the mother and said that they'd be waiving the rental fee for the trumpet and that they wanted instead for her child to continue playing as a gift and that hopefully the mother might feel so inspired to to help another when she might have been able to do so. Invisible kindness that this child never knew about. It's happening to us now. It's happening always that I always think of the prayers of my grandmother are still protecting me. We have these these angels that are helping and No one ever truly goes through this world alone. We are supported in this phenomenal experience, whether we see it or not. 
And the final aspect I'd like to point out about the story was the addition of, of the woman underneath the tree. And I thought it was really important to, um, to show her from two perspectives. One was a perspective of this woman who was feeling this lack and loss and how she perceived this person who was perhaps facing even more dire situation than she was. And so getting that perception and how seeing that woman under the tree triggered this feeling of gratitude in the woman that was in the car. And then to to close the story with the perspective of the woman under the tree on her own and how she interacted with her surroundings, how she was grateful for the tree, the sunshine, and the fruit that nature had provided her, you know, the fresh oranges that had fallen, and that she was happily peeling the orange, you know, and enjoying it. And this is something that I felt was really important because when we assume something about others, it is based on our own reflection of ourselves somehow. It may not be true. We can create a story for unknown persons that is wildly different from what that person is experiencing themselves. And when we project our own stories and our own feelings on others, we do them a disservice. All of us are unique manifestations of the source and walking our own paths in this, in this phenomenal world. We're all being given situations and opportunities that ultimately contribute to waking us up to the real, waking us up to truth, to helping us recognize the oneness that truly is the peace that is always present, the love that unites us all, the love that is all. And so the encouragement is to just sit with the story, to reflect on your life purely from a perspective of gratitude, to look deeply for reasons beyond the obvious, to be thankful for the life exactly as it is now, for exactly all of the things that you have now, and to just sit in the gratitude of the experience of this moment, even if it's challenging, even if there are a ton of things that feel far more heavy and egregious seems like everything is wrong. <laughs> just put that aside for just a moment and focus on what you have. It could be your health, it could be your mobility, it could simply be your ability to take the next breath, to feel the, the breeze, to walk outside, to be in nature. If you can't walk, to even sit in nature. If you look deeply enough, there is something 
always something to be grateful for and do all you can to expand on that list from a pure state of gratitude. To set aside all that feels to be wrong and just live in a world of thankfulness for all that you do have. This exercise can take as long as you would like it to take. You can sit the whole day, the whole week, the whole year, your entire life in this feeling. But there's an encouragement to say that this moment now, the fleeting moment of now that we can never quite pinpoint, eternal now, always just happening. That is your entire life. This is your entire life, this moment. And so if you sit in true gratitude, even for a moment, your entire life is lived in that feeling. All thoughts of past and future are simply imagination and we can only experience our projection of the past as a memory or, or the future as, as an image or imagination in the moment of now. So this moment is your whole life. How you choose to spend it is up to you. I hope you spend it bathed in peace, gratitude, love, kindness to yourself and others. For in truth, there is no other. Freedom is not even a thought away. In fact, sometimes it's the thought <laughs> that takes you away from the freedom that you are. May you discover this on your own and live free. Of course, that is what I always wish for you. And I thank you so much for being here. Namaste.